welcome to the Inside Out Group podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we want to talk about technology and the church. You have your hosts, Nathan Westfall and Michael Moore. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, so we always do this um, kind of at the beginning now. We just kind of shoot the breeze. Do you think that we should change our intro music to everlasting, no. your light will shine when from the inside Although out, it is oh a really my good song. soul. It is a good song. Um, we were doing a song at uh, practice this week for the fun of it by Delirious. Do you listen to the band Delirious? You know what I'm talking I about? I used to listen to Delirious um, all the time. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what it was. It was like one of the really upbeat ones that no one could. Um, oh, Rain Down. Rain Down. down. All around the world, we're singing. Right? And you can Down. picture Travis singing that, too. I, I, I know. Oh, man. Good times. We may see Travis soon. So I know. That'll be That actually good. started this whole conversation. We were talking about tags that Travis used to do, like Jason <laughs> Upton tags that he would scream instead of actually singing like Jason yeah, Upton. Yeah. And that led to Rain Down, obviously. And then, That's cool. Man, some of the old school worship music is I'm trying cool. to bring it back for you, yeah. to be honest. So speaking of uh, worship music, so on next week's podcast, uh, we are going to do a podcast with my wife and... My wife about worship culture and dynamics of a worship team in a church. And so I think that'll be fun. Um, yeah, go right outside pastors. Give this to your worship leader. Yeah. Worship yeah. pastor. We're going to have a uh, worship team, two of the members. Two of the leaders. Two of the leaders, yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so plus you guys get to hear from my beautiful wife. And my wife, too. She's also beautiful. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I had to make sure I said so, that. So what's funny, though, is uh, at the time of us recording this, they do not know this, and so, but it'll be an easy But we'll sell. make it happen. Yeah, we'll make it happen. It'll be good. So next week, make sure to tune in to the Inside Out Group podcast. Bum, bum, bum. All right, let's dive into this topic, I technology like and the church. Um, so let me ask you this question, oh, actually. <laughs> what are some of the things that you have seen with churches and the use of technology, both positive and negative? Um, positive, if you get the right uh, media guy, you're on like top of the world with stuff. Ableton and ProPresenter, honestly, does a really good job of building software. I'll give them props for that. They do a good job. They do. Um and if you don't know what all this stuff that we're talking about is, the names, we're, we're going to break that out for you in just a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, um, So if you're if you're good with tech and you're right on top of it, then I think you have a lot to benefit from. Um, you know, even as simple as doing Planning Center, and not just signing up for services, but people who are good at tech actually, like, do the work they should to uh, use it properly. Yeah, totally, you know? totally. Um, when you're not good with tech, that's kind of when you have, like, Man, I'm trying to think of stuff. When you you know you're not good at tech when you use easy worship over ProPresenter. I'm gonna throw that <laughs> oh, out as the comparison. Oh, yeah. We may get some hate emails because of that. That's so. that's fine. I'm that just would, letting everyone that know. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think I think for me, as you see churches that have got the it factor whenever it comes to technology and social media, yeah. and you have churches that are stuck in nineteen sixty two. And I say that with all the love and the grace. There are churches out there without a digital footprint whatsoever 
and uh, are, are wondering, why are we not growing? And, yeah. and w- what I love about technology, and I think that it's v- extremely beneficial to the church, and most people probably know this, mm-hmm. is technology makes it easy for the people internally, your volunteers, people that are serving, kids check in, but also it gets exposure for your church um, for next to nothing yeah. um, with marketing. Yep. And it gets, it can, if it's done correctly, it can also create a buzz within the community. Yep. And there's so much that you can do with it. And so it kind of breaks my heart to see churches, and we do see this in our area, in the capital region, or really just the Northeast in general. Yeah. You see so many churches who've got phenomenal communicators, people that are passionate about the Word of God, yeah. but they don't have a Facebook account, and they don't have a website. Right. And right. that's an issue in 2019, if, issue. if you don't have that, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I, I think it's a, I think it's a kind of a, it's going to be a fun topic, so let's dive in. Yeah, so let's even start off with this. What is a must for every church? Let's talk about the good stuff. All side. right, as far as technology, what is a must? Every church needs to have a website. I actually, today, um, was trying to find a church online, and I found a Yelp, you know, Ooh. a Yelp thing, and then I found something in the Yellow Pages, which is that even around anymore? Online, right? Right. Um, but they had no Facebook, or they had no website, they had no none of that, and so no digital footprint. Right. And so I would say, if you want people to find you, they need to be able to go to Google, and they need to be able to search churches in Albany, New York, and you need to have your yeah. church website there. Yeah. Another must is Facebook. Um, I think as much as we, uh, so many people are about IG, uh, but for a while they were about Snapchat, and for a while they were about Twitter. One of the things, one of the, and I'm not a huge fan of it, but one of the social media platforms that I think has got the traction and the equity built in, but also is here for the long term is Facebook. I do think that. And I think that we're not going to see Facebook go away in the next decade or even 15 years from now. I do think eventually it will. Right, but right. but not anytime soon. So I think right now in 2019, you need, your church needs to have a Facebook account. Other social media platforms can be an extension of that. I'll get to that later on. Yeah. And then here's one that doesn't necessarily deal with getting the word out to people that don't go to your church, but every church needs to have some form of online giving platform. Agreed. And let me plug someone. They don't even know I'm going to do this. Pro Church Nation, Pro Church Tools Nation, um, they just came out literally at the recording of this podcast like three days ago um, with a new online giving platform called rebelgive.com. Nice. Uh, and what it is, 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 and right now we deal with this, if I give $100, the church gets $96.80 because of fees and, sure. and processing and all that stuff. And so their new platform is you pay their monthly fee, and they even help out churches who can't afford it. They will give you a scholarship to where you can wow. afford it. Yep. Uh, you pay your monthly fee, and then the church gets 100% of donations that come in online. That's great. And so let me, we'll get to the, this later. But anyways, we're probably going to be switching to Rebel Give. Um, and so, Brady, give us a shout out on one of your podcasts. That's all I have to say. <laughs> nice. Yeah, online giving definitely. So yeah, so website, Facebook, online giving must for any church. Boom. What are some other things that the church uh, can use technology for? So I think this will be good because you can probably chime into this. And so we're just going to – let's just list some products and what they what they do. And so I'll list – you just snapped your finger at me. Go ahead. Because you're going to list some stuff that we – remember when – this is totally forever off topic for everyone listening. Remember how we built an app for the church in like three hours? Yeah. I, I have it done. I, I want to see that. Okay. So, so we, we got to follow up on that later. So if you can build an app – 
And you build an app. Cool. Build an app. That's build build did. an app. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here here's a few things. I'll list five to ten something like that, yeah, and you it. list you list a few. Um, so for uh, you've got your website, Facebook, online giving. So those are three. So any social media platform, Instagram. Twitter. I would not encourage Snapchat. We talked about this in a previous episode. I would encourage Snapchat for events only. Yeah. Okay. Like that's fair. That's right? fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. Yep. Um, Twitter, Twitter is still a good source to get information out there. Um, we also use planning center for kids check-ins, for scheduling our volunteers, for order of experience, for community groups, for planning center also now has a free app. If you sign up for any one of their services, so whether it's just services or just music stand or a combination, um, that actually helps market your church automatically. That's like really, yeah, uh, I was actually going to show this to you after. It's called the Church Finder app, and you just have to go into your organization and approve that you're listed. But I can open the app. It uses my current location. It's like, here's all the churches in Albany, and here's all their playing, like basic information you can give them. That's awesome. And help them get plugged in a lot quicker. That's awesome. So boom, something else yeah. we didn't even know. <clears throat> Other forms of technology, right now media for community groups or small groups. This is the best community group tool by far. Yeah, leadership training. Uh, other other forms of media, you, you've you mentioned app. And let's so dive in just to the technical side of things. You mentioned Ableton. A lot of, people, a lot of listeners, they may not know what Ableton is, but yep. why don't you talk about some of these different forms yeah, of technology? Yeah, so a- Ableton is just an easy way for you to kind of have uh, production crew, lighting crew that not necessarily highly trained, but kind of understand how it works. And it kind of also unifies your production with your uh, worship where everything is kind of on a click and everything works um, kind of just as a click of a button, right? I mean, yeah. obviously you need a staff member to manage the weekly lists and stuff like that to do it right. But um, it saves you in volunteer time and it's great. Uh, Pro Presenter, definitely the best one out there for, I agree. for, for video. And I, I've used Media Shout, yeah, Easy Worship. I've done Open PowerPoint LP. slides, yeah, and yeah. and it is uh, pro presenter is right. by far especially hands down. once you have a campus with like let's say more than one screen live streaming. Yeah, it's uh, so easy to use. Yeah. It's so user friendly. Yeah, um, so yeah, even thinking of terms of make sure the software you get a volunteer can use them because you can't pay someone to be behind all this stuff all the time. So you want to make it easy. Yeah, totally. Um, I think that's it. You, so you mentioned music stands. Some people may not know what oh, okay, music stands Okay, yeah. Stand so music stands a, a plugin for uh, Planning Center that allows your worship team just to have their songs uh, conveniently on their iPad, um, iPhone soon coming to Windows via Nathan Westfall because they don't make a version for it. <laughs> um, find me on GitHub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug, right? Shameless, there. shameless plug. I need more community support to finish that one. Um, yeah, and it's just an easy way for them to do key changes and just kind of like uh, practice. I mean, it's so many times it's way easier than churches I've been to where you Google search the chords and everyone's print got a it different out, one. Oh, or you duct it tape out. it to yeah. the monitors. Something and crazy. Stuff like and that, And then you yeah. have to change keys and it's a pain and, you know, yeah. it goes for you. Yeah, and so let me, let me say this before we dive into our next uh, question is – I, I, the tendency for churches to embrace technology as a whole for the past 20, 25 years has been slow yes. uh, in comparison to the modern world. Agreed. Even online giving was a huge, drastic shift for people. Um, I just saw our giving numbers for the month of uh, March, and I would say 75% of our church uses a form of online giving. Yeah. Uh, but it took a while for us to get there. And, and so churches, though, that are cautious or in this, like, 
mindset of Jesus would not have used modern technology. Yeah. I just want to kind of push back a little bit against that. Jesus would have used any means necessary for him to get his message, and he's doing that today. Yeah. He's doing that today. Uh, he said, you will first go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, then to the ends of the earth. Yeah. How can we get to the ends of the world, ends of the earth in today's world, in today's age? Through the internet, through yeah. technology, through being able to stream stuff, record a video, post it on YouTube, yeah. you can literally reach. Matt, your your uh, reach goes from being uh, the population of your town to being seven and a half billion people if Real used quick. correctly. Yeah, and so technology um, is, in my opinion, it's a must for churches. Agreed. And yeah. and you know sometimes we may hate on other churches. Man, they've just learned to master technology. I just want yeah. to point out uh, Transformation Church, pastors Mike Todd. And so um, four years ago, that church was 100 people, 150 people. Today, it's thousands of people because he said, we're going to learn how to uh, zone in on social media and use social media to market our church yeah. and to use it effectively and to get people engaged in, in the connection. And I mean, today he has got such a... He's probably in America at least, the most famous, if not the second or third most famous African-American preacher in America right That's now. That's great. And this literally was within a time frame of a year wow. of, of that taking place. So Wow. That's great. Um, what does... I mean, we kind of we answered this hey, next I was question. Say, we kind of did. What does yeah. City Church use technology for? Yeah. Um, we use it for everything. Yeah. Literally everything. We try to make it easier. Oh, we even talk about Basecamp. Yeah. Talking yeah. about technology. Internal. That's yeah. all internal. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine to use technology for. I mean, honestly, email is a waste of time, in my opinion. Email is about to be retired. Especially whenever you get... Dude, I, I, I kid you not, and and I have 23,195 23, unopened emails on my Gmail account. That's a lot, man. That's why email is not near as effective as yeah, it used to be. My rule of thumb now at my job is if you work inside my company, I'm never going to email you. I only email customers and clients because that's the only way to get a hold of them. Yeah. But if you're internal, especially if you're on my team and I email you, it's probably a mistake. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have Microsoft Teams, Slack, Basecamp, you name it. Most of them are free, especially for nonprofits. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's not an excuse there. Yeah, Basecamp is fifty bucks a month, so they give you half off for nonprofits, oh, nice. but it's still worth it. So Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So how can technology help build and also grow the church? Yeah, so build and grow can be used in two forms. So first let's hit on just the numerical growth. Yeah, so technology can can be used through social media. Uh, to get the word out. You can get so much more done with a, a $1,000 social media ad yeah. than you can a $10,000 mailer. You can reach so much more um, people or or at least engagement, you know. And then the other thing There's is you can... Effort. Yeah, it's, it's a lot less effort. You don't have to spend... I mean, I know churches still that spend tens of thousands of dollars on mailers and they swear by it. And I just beg to differ with you. Like, I yeah. don't... I get so much junk mail, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but if I see something on social media and I do click on a lot of those stupid ads, yes. uh, it sucks me in and it pulls me in. Yep. Um, and so just using using it for a marketing 
uh, format is is one way that it just numerically. Uh, other ways is again generating uh, views to your website and making yeah. your website to where it's easy to read, it's user friendly, it's palatable for the the user. Um, so that's those are just simple ways that you can numerically grow your church nice. um, from reaching out internally speaking. Uh, you've got the YouVersion app. So we, yeah, we good, point actually. people to the YouVersion Bible studies um, or reading plans that are in there. We've done that before. We used to put, and we don't do this now, uh, and we probably should get back to it in the future, but we used to put all of our sermon notes on, yes. U, on YouVersion, yep. and you could find our church through the app. Yep. Um, and so it, and then it gives people a point of reference. They can save, they can change stuff, you know, and it, it becomes their notes on top of that. Another way is, is community groups. And so you've worked a little bit with groups, but why don't you talk about how technology simplified, um, simplified our registration process for groups? Oh, I even forgot it, about I that. I mean, yeah, why yeah. don't you, because you're the one that can, you convinced us from going from a sign up sheet in the host area to now everything in groups, everything is done digitally. Attendance, man, everything. You can literally get down to the numbers of how many kids versus how many guys and girls. So, go to so group. talk, talk me, yeah. talk me through the process. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. is how this helps foster a, an environment for discipleship. Yeah, easily, right? And then you have actual metrics off of it, which we've had tons of episodes yeah. about with metrics. Um, so, I guess one of the coolest things is uh, groups for Planning Center was super easy to use. If you use Planning Center now easily integrates right all the people that you have plugged in for volunteers and everything else just show up so it's awesome um, but it allowed us to do registration online it allowed us to have a public facing website uh, for groups so yeah. you could even read where they are they did locations really cool which I thought was awesome they give you like a 10 mile buffer of where the person's house is and then once you get approved then you can see their address but it gave me a good idea of like are they in Nassau or East Nassau because there's a huge difference there so um, that is that is very true. Yeah, so twenty minute difference. That was my favorite thing by far. Um, the the other thing it did is we required group leaders to take attendance, and if the person signed up, you just have to tap a button that says here, 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 and then it calculates the rest of the metrics. Um, it also easily allows them to add a guest. So if someone showed up there for the first time, they can enter their name and email address, and then it allows the church staff to follow up later to know that a first time guest came through a community group. Yeah, which has happened multiple yeah, times. Agreed, yeah. Um, and what's cool about that is it automatically plugs them into the City Church that's database. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And so that like... Cross, starts that process. Yeah, so it literally, it's taken out two or three steps of our assimilation process. Yep. They don't have to fill out a Connect card. They don't have to... And, you know, boom. Yep, exactly. Um, so all that just works for you. Um, and then other than some of the other benefits they give you, they... Uh, other service we really use is right now media, which if you're leading a group is awesome because it allows you to, um, it gives you guidelines to help plan your group. So I know like I've personally bought a lot of the leadership guides that they offer yeah. with their video series just because they offer great questions or just further insights that, you know, either Matthew Chan or whoever else who did the video had on it um, and have been super helpful. Um, but even the videos themselves I are always a good way to start a group and it's just, um, it's not like junk content that you right, find on YouTube right. or something. It's actually very well done. Um, and a lot of the times has helped drive discussions further than probably I could have taken it. Um, and more importantly, above all that, right, I could sit down and design a community group and go through all that. 
this allows you to open up a lot of people to be community group leaders. Yeah, totally. You know, totally. maybe they're not great at building stuff out or maybe they just don't have all the time in the world, but they really want to get involved and host and that's what you guys need right now. Right now, media definitely, definitely fills that gap. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I know just our simple, from a facilities or an administration back, you know, back channeling and how all that used to take place and yep. it was just, did you get John? Did he sign up? Do you have his contact information? Oh, he didn't fill out a connect card. We don't. We just have, you know, John Myers is going to go to group. And now they literally put in their email and then it connects everything. And it's just so, so much easier. So much easier. And and so this is this is one of those ways that we saw an increase in community group participation, plus they get reminders and stuff like that. Right. We saw an increase in community group participation. And then on top of that, the group leader can send out devotionals or they can send out just other things. And so you can right. here's I think what word I'm trying to get with this. You can build build numerically with technology. But man, if you if you really dive into it and you put a little bit of legwork on the front end, you can build a phenomenal discipleship pathway using strictly technology because we we live and we work with and we do life with people that are very very yeah. busy. And if they can read a devotional from their phone in the morning that the yeah. pastor sent out or that the group leader sent out or whatever it may be, you're leveraging social media, you're leveraging technology, you're leveraging all of that to be able to Take that person to become a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And real quick, just one other app that we use now that you bring that up is uh, we use an app called Echo. Is this the prayer? The prayer? Yeah. So talk about this. Yeah. Yes. This is really cool. Yeah. So we did a test out uh, in our, our group with it, and it basically allowed you to add people, and then people could add prayer requests to it um, as they see fit. They could mark them as answered, which was send a notification out to the whole group, which made them feel encouraged that someone's prayer got answered in the group. Um, it also had this like prayer time mode, but what it really did was once you were done, it would notify everyone in the group saying, Hey, this person just prayed for you and did all that. Yeah. Um, and with people, you know, as you said, as busy as they are, that's how some of the group members communicated, right? They can only come once every other week, but they knew when to enter their, their requests in there and knew that someone was praying for them and just kind of, uh, was another way to, uh, on top of metrics, everything else that aside just made them feel like. Uh, part of the group, right? Make yeah. them feel welcome, which is what every church should really be doing. Yeah, totally. I, I I think it's awesome. And how much was that app? It's free. 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 So you can get your church congregation or your small group praying for one another and notifying each other for free. Yeah. And I guarantee you the engagement of their spiritual life will increase yeah. simply from the fact that they find out, da-ding, oh, Nathan's praying for me right now. Right. Boom. Exactly. Well, let me pray for Nathan. Yep. You know? Yep. Keeps that going. Totally. Totally. Um, so how can using technology... Um, I'm sorry. I just asked that. My text is really small here. Uh, there has been a big debate uh, with technology. Uh, you know, you start to lose a sense of community, maybe, which we kind of just contradicted right there with that last one, um, or the sense of belonging. Um, what can you say to those kind of... Comments. Yeah, I would I would say uh, this is something I think that a lot of uh, churches are starting to shift towards, but you also see this in Fortune 500 companies, mm-hmm. is that using technology in the past, we used to see how many people saw it, how many people checked off a box, how many liked it, how many hearted it. Um, 
And we, it, it was basically based off of impressions. If we send out an email, we can tell from MailChimp that 62% of the church read it. And so it's like, oh, okay, people, people heard. So There's another tool, by the way, MailChimp email newsletters. Yeah, yeah. Ours, most of ours are automated. Yep. So it's really cool. But, um, but, but what, what happens, or I think one of the things that, that people are shifting to is that engagement with an individual is so much greater than just getting an impression from an individual. Mm. And so even structuring an email to where your congregation can engage into the email, start questions, start by asking questions, engage them with a, a topic. Don't just say uh, newsletter for March 2019 or for April 2019. You're gonna People are going to click on it. They're going to see a bunch of text, and they're just going to completely... Um, you know, just disassociate it with it. But if you, even if you just phrase it with a question and say, Hey, what has God been doing in your life this past month? Boom. You're opening up and and you're creating an open end question. So people can engage through email. Same thing is true with social media Um, is it is not about the likes or the hearts or the retweets. It is about people engaging on social media. And this is something we, as a church, we do not have, um, wired down at all. It's something that we're constantly looking at and, mm-hmm. and will continue to look at. Uh, but what I'm what I'm getting at with that is that you will actually find that you can start to have meaningful conversations with people using technology yeah. because yeah. they're already using technology. How often do you actually answer a telephone? Yeah. How often do you... A- it's so much easier. Nathan, when was the last time I called you? I don't even remember. Yeah, we gave up on that. Yeah, yep. and but I can text him, and I know most of the time, unless he's in a meeting, I'll get a response in 10, 15 minutes tops, yep. you know? And so we've had meaningful conversations. Yeah, have we? We have, we? Yeah, we have. yeah. yeah. yeah for sure. So I say for that, sure, and I'm like, sure. wait, have we? No, we have. Yeah. So, but we've had meaningful conversations. Actually, funny story, the first time you ever cussed in front of me was via text message. Oh, wow. On your senior trip in high school. Oh, and wow. I, my response was, you can't say that to your pastor. And I think came back with another. You came back with another cuss word. Yeah, Yeah. he isn't like that anymore. No, so uh, he got saved. But um, (laughs) but just jumping forward, and this is kind of what I'll end with it. Uh, You can look at technology as a negative thing, or you can look at technology and embrace the culture of our world. Now, Jesus said, right, uh, do not be conformed into the image of the world. Actually, it was Paul that said that. Don't be conformed into the image of this world. So no, we don't need to look like the world, but we can use what God gave us through common grace for the benefit of growing and maturing people in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And it does take legwork, but it, it in the long term will relieve so much yeah. pressure uh, for your staff and for your team if you, if, you are, if you just stay up to date on it all. Yeah, no, that's good. I love technology. I do too. I, I know you do. You're, this is all you it's do. all I do. I know. Um, any final thoughts as we finish up this topic? Yeah, so I would just say that if if you're not on technology, if you're not if you don't have a website or Facebook or any of that stuff, yeah, start man, with those. Three. Start with those. Start like build a website, like and don't go out and pay two thousand dollars. Go buy a Wix account or a WordPress or a weeknight website. Yeah, a week. Yeah, weeknight website. Thank you, weeknightwebsite.com. Go buy that and literally build your website for. Um, a tenth, if not more than that, off. Um, I'm sorry, of the price. Yeah. You're going to pay $150, $200 compared to paying someone thousands, thousands to build your website. So yep. start with that. Facebook is free. Create a page and start getting likes. Yeah. And then go from Chances there. Chances are you post a picture of your kids or grandkids anyway that yeah. no one cares about. So. <laughs> yeah. 
And then online giving, again, I just want to shout out to rebelgive.com. Yeah, I really think that one. they're going to set the new standard for giving in churches. That's great. And so uh, check them out and, and, and just start using it in your church. Yeah. And, and um, most, most, most of the people in your church are already using all these in platforms. In some way or another, right? Whether yeah. it's to pay their electric bill or do something else. Or to check on their grandbabies' pictures on Facebook. Right. Even like yeah. soccer leagues that we play in now have Facebook pages, and that's how we get the soccer. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the way it is. And, and, it, and it really, and nothing, look, I understand if you do not have this stuff, you've been wanting to say, stay true to the Jesus would not, you know, do this. But I would just, man, I really think that, you know, yeah. we we live in the 21st century, and we should be using any means possible to be able to reach people for the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Yeah, 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 agreed. So, thank everyone for listening to this week's episode of the Inside Out Group podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or want to know more about the technology we use, you can find us at insideoutgroup.org. If you want to find Michael anywhere on the internet, you can find him at Mike Moore ALB or the Real Mike Moore.com. We thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.